to that oneness guy podcast a podcast covering the many aspects and elements that embody oneness our inherent eternal truth and birthright reminding us that we are connected to one and all as individualized expressions of one source i am your host danny rongo and yes i am that oneness guy as an author speaker and singer songwriter I continue to share my unique message of oneness. So, let's get right into podcasting. To words that encourage me, I am. Hello, my friends in oneness, and thank you for tuning in. I got to tell you something. I am really excited about this episode. And let me tell you why. Every now and then, I come across a unique soul sharing a really unique message. And this episode is the perfect example. Now, in this specific case, the message is joy. And the soul sharing this message is Laura Wakefield. Now, a few months back, I started noticing posts on social media that came under the moniker of joyfulicity. Now, you guys know me. Obviously, I was attracted to what was being implied. So I naturally started to follow these posts. Now, what I found was more than just inspiring words and images, but I immediately sensed an an honest sense of caring from this author. And that means like someone who fully believes and is fully invested that we all have the innate capabilities to live a joyful life. And if there are some who do not recognize that fact, they always have the opportunity to change their life and to choose joy. So let me tell you a little about her. Laura Wakefield is a mother of nine living in the suburbs of Nashville, Tennessee, Music City, She's a realtor, a life coach, writer, and a soon-to-be podcaster, too, whose focus is to motivate others to seek greater peace and joy in daily living. She believes that joyfulicity, which is her word for the art of living happy, is a concept deeply needed and craved in this troubled world, and I so wholeheartedly agree. She aims to be a voice of encouragement, and hope to those who are struggling or feeling stuck to help them find a pathway back to joy. Her blog is called Joyfulicity, The Art of Living Happy. So my friends in oneness, please say hello to my new friend, Laura Wakefield. Hello, Laura. Hi, Danny. Thank you for having me. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much for being on the show. Like I said, Ever since I started following all of your posts, uh, you inspired me, and it is my prayer and hopes that so many more people around the world are being inspired by your words and your messages, which I'm sure that they are, because as you know, this is a time and a place that uh, we need it more than ever. 
Laura. So I was so totally attracted to the concept of, of, of joy felicity. I said, man, I got to have her on the show. And <laughs> well, then I find out that you're from music city, man. So <laughs> Hey, let's go now. Let's go Nashville. But, uh, thank you for being here. I I'm hoping all is well, everyone, everything well, everything's great. It's been a happy Monday. <laughs> good, good. It's been a happy Monday. Well, Laura, do me a favor. Um, I know that I want to hear about this. So give me your background and, uh, specifically tell me how you came to find and create and also share joy, joy felicity as a whole and as an entity, because I know I'm, I'm looking forward to hear it. And I'm, I'm sure that my listeners will as well. So take it away, my friend. Well, thank you. Thank you. I, it's kind of an unusual story. I like to say, when people ask me that I like to speak about joy, because I've known a lot of pain, which sounds kind of like an odd thing to say. But it's really not. Um, I've had a lot of hard things happen in my life. I was unfortunately the victim of child abuse for about 10 years as a kid. I have been through a couple of divorces. I've lost a business and I've where I've lost millions of dollars. <laughs> Just if you can name a really tough thing, I probably have encountered it and faced it in my life. Yeah. But for reasons I don't fully understand, I was blessed with a level of resilience. I'm kind of a bounce backer. <laughs> it's what I do naturally. It's what uh, I love. Awesome. But during all of that, throughout all of that, I kind of developed a fairly serious anxiety disorder, actually. And for a right. while, I found myself really held up and really stuck with a lot of fear in my life about continuing to bounce back and continuing to move forward. And throughout that, I started to write and writing helped me do that. My first blog that I ever wrote was about gratitude. And I found that in the process of writing about gratitude, you naturally started to embody more gratitude. You started to see it everywhere because it was on your mind. Right. So that became a bit of a lifeline for me was my ah. blog about gratitude years and, ago. And that's the truth. That's the truth. That's what happens when you start to write, you, you start to embody it. Like you say, the same thing with me with oneness. As soon as I started to really get involved with oneness and start writing it more and more, same thing happened to me, Laura. Yeah. Like I just started to live it more. Exactly. Because yeah. it becomes top of mind. Yes. And the more you focus on it, the more that expands in your life. Mm -hmm. So as I went through that, I also began to talk to a lot of people and I discovered that I wasn't alone, that by the time you reach, I'm 53 years old, by the time you reach my age, almost everybody has a story to tell. Yeah. They've been through things. They've seen heartaches. They've seen disappointments. Things generally haven't gone the way they planned when they were in high school. And there's things that they've been through that have changed them. Yeah. And I started to notice this trend that a lot of people seem to be giving up and seem to be thinking that their life didn't have the same vibrance and the same meaning anymore. And there was a bitterness in the world that I could sense and that I could see. And so I started shifting gears to talk more about harmony. First, my, my next blog was called Harmony Quest. Mm -hmm. But joy kept coming back to me. My middle name is Joy. Oh, <laughs> it is. <there> <laughs> so my okay. parents gave me that gift. 
but it just kept coming back to me and the worst things got in the world with the pandemics and the wars and all those things, the more I started feeling like I needed joy. And if I needed joy, other people also needed joy. Yeah. And I started to write about it and it started to, to resonate. And I was getting messages from people that they needed to hear those things. So it's kind of grown from there, but, but yeah, mm. ultimately the quest for joy began in a lot of pain, yeah. which I think is quite common as we've I would, talked about. I, I, I would think so. Yeah. And I guess we, as we started to talk about, uh, before we started recording, it's typically something. Mm-hmm. It's typically something, Laura. It's, it's either something painful or something that's so so profound, if you may, that uh, uh, just leans us towards. Like with me personally, it was just, uh, I, you know, I just, because like I told you before too, um, I'm a singer-songwriter and uh, decades ago and I started writing songs, it was all about this this like unity theme that I would I would constantly have showing up in my lyrics. And I was always like, why am I writing this way? Why? You know, like I was in these heavy metal bands, you know what I mean? And I was writing songs about unity to some degree. And everyone's like, Dan, what, what, is this correlating with the music? I'm like, it's going to correlate. Leave it alone. It's going gonna, it's gonna to work. But, you know, I just kept getting pulled back to it. You know what I mean? So that's, that's how I just kept writing and kept writing. And then one thing led to another, bands, decades, books and stuff later. But yeah, right. It, it typically is um, something something along those lines but uh let me ask you this how how like gratifying did it first start to feel like when you recognized that people were reaching out to you and saying hey this helped like thank you isn't that a great feeling it's a wonderful feeling because as i'm sure you have found then you know it was worth it Right. So all the things that you went through, I I think sometimes you don't create the message. The message finds you. Yes. You just become the vehicle for the message. And suddenly all those things you've been through make sense that I needed to, to be here, here and here so that I could be here. Yep. And have something to share. So I think that's why I find it gratifying to, to teach and to talk about joy now, because I know exactly how it feels yeah. to feel bereft of all of that. And if I can infuse just a little bit of hope back into somebody else, it makes all of that worth it. Well, have meaning. I'll tell you, as I mentioned, my friend, uh, you inspire me because, uh, Hey, I'm, I'm still on a journey as well too. Like no one ever, arrives as i like to say we're like we all just keep moving forward through this realm and uh i still have to look for the joy um you know it's it's a little easier for me to find uh i don't want to sound dire but i still have to look for it and uh seeing something like yeah yeah you know what i mean and especially which one of the best things that i did was and it happened Back in the early part of 2020, when something else first started was <laughs> I just stopped watching news, uh, you know, because I felt like the more that I was subjecting myself to the stuff like that, Laura, like the more it was weighing on me. I, I could tell you conversations that I had w- with my wife for like decades about when there was like a terrorist attack somewhere around the world. I'm talking about like 10, 15, 20 years ago it would just like weigh on me because I was always watching news because I had to pretty much for my job at the, at the time being. Um, 
So I was always subject to what was going on in the news and it would always bring me down, bring me down, bring me down. It took me so much to get out of it. Um, so that's why I decided, you know, a few years ago, back when the pandemic started, I said, done. I can't. Agreed. I'm, right? I'm the same. I don't watch it all the time anymore. If something's big enough, you're going to hear about it. And then I go out and learn about it. You know, yeah. I'm not completely yeah. allude to the, yeah. the news of the world, but I don't immerse myself in the mire of it all the time. Yeah. And it's not as if people who do that are are like not being caring or, or not having any compassion. It's quite the opposite. Exactly. It's quite the opposite. Because when we tend to look at events that happen around the world and feel that angst and feel that in most cases an anger and even a hatred towards one side of the equation or the other, what does that do to the world? It just puts the, that energy back into the world. So all you're doing is, compo- is, is compounding an already ugly situation and already uh, darkness, if you may, that's put in place. So it's quite the opposite when you stay away. It's not that I don't feel for the other beings like around the planet. It's just that I'm, I'm, I'm choosing not to put an anger or feelings of despair into an already dark collective consciousness, if you may. So that's why I'm, I'm, I'm glad I'm away from it. You know what I mean? That's what acceptance means in oneness when you don't have to agree with everything that goes on in the world. It just means that you see it, I like to say, through the eyes of oneness where you accept that life just is. These things are going to happen. Exactly. And, and I think that focusing on joy is not about ignoring the fact that there's Absolutely problems. not. Absolutely not. You're right. Problems are very real. They will always exist. There's never going to be a time when there aren't troubles yep. and there isn't pain in the world. And that's yeah. why I feel it's even more important to focus on it. And, and it is when it comes to the news. I ask myself, is there something I can do about this? And if there is, then sign me up. If there's something I can do to fix this and to change this and to have an effect on this, tell me everything. What yeah. can I do? If there's not, then I have to be very careful not to just absorb yeah. all of this negative energy that I can't do anything about. Yeah. And it becomes almost an assault on your person. Exactly. You know, and then like you said, you go out into the world and you bring that negative energy with you. And in and hindsight, Laura, you actually are doing something to, to help the cause by finding joy in your own personal life. Because again, we are just, life is just a mirror. It's just going to reflect what you have inside. If you have despair, hatred, anger inside, that's what you're putting out. And that's what's coming back to us at all. So in all actuality, you are helping by you yourself choosing to find joy. And again, getting back to your uh, words, that that's why it is a beautiful thing and it is needed. And it's not casting anything aside for any of my guests out there who may be listening, but they don't think like that because they know how that oneness guy thinks. <laughs> they know how I am. And no, they understand that, you know, you have to look in the mirror. You come first. You have to look in the mirror, like I say, and say, okay, how am I going to make my day go? It all comes down to us. So listen, I, I want to talk about some of your specific blogs because, uh, you know, I had a chance to run through some of them. And there's and they're so poignant and they're so beautifully written. I love them all. Um, I can name off a few of them here. You can you can tell me which one you'd like to maybe start <laughs> with. Either how about something like uh, 
never miss the chance to make someone else smile. How beautiful is that? Now, is that, that was, that was kind of recent, right? That was one one of the more recent ones. Yes. Okay. And I think that that blog post stemmed out of basically what we're talking about right now, that Mm -hmm. I think sometimes there can be an idea that if we work on being happy, somehow we're being selfish and we're, we're inward focused and that, that that's not caring about other people. And I think it's quite the contrary. I think the more joy we fill up with, the more we have to spill out onto other people. Mm. And there's really nothing that feels better than watching someone's face light up. Isn't it? And, and it really doesn't take very much. No, it takes no. very little often to, to just bring that little bit of happy into somebody's day. And then they hopefully carry that on and spread that around. So that's a little the pay it forward mantra wow. too. Yeah. Exactly. No, but that is, that is the truth. Um, just, just seeing someone smile, it just lightens you. You know what I mean? It just, it just lightens your, your being as well. And it's a beautiful thing. Um, I, um, I sing a lot of weekends. I entertain at senior assisted living facilities I love that. And let me tell you something, Laura, you talk about getting gratification about seeing smiles on people. Because so many of these beautiful seniors, these beautiful souls, they don't have a lot to look forward to through any given day. But when they know they got the entertainer coming in on Saturday, <laughs> like, woohoo, right? And when I'm singing and I see them sitting in their wheelchairs or sitting in their chairs and they're just smiling and they're singing along with me, ah, I can't tell you what that does for me. And because I know what it's doing for them, you know, they're smiling, I'm singing all the songs that they know. But again, that's, that's the joy. You're actually, you know, that smile is actually bringing joy again to someone's life. Well, and I think it's so important to, I think we can feel very helpless, when, especially when we listen to the news or we know these, these massive heavy things that are happening out there. You know, we've got wars going on. We have pandemics going on. We've got, these are heavy things that sometimes we can feel quite helpless to affect any positive change. Mm. But it's so important to remember that something as simple as just smiling at a stranger, you don't know what's going on in their life and what they're going through. And that smile may be the only one they got that day. That may be the most beautiful thing that they see that day is a stranger smiling at them. So don't hold it back. Exactly. I like to tell people, let it out and share it with people because you just don't know as you, as you pass people in the street, what they're dealing with and carrying. And that is why I really love the first four words of the title of that. Never miss the chance. Um, Happens to me. I'm sure it happens to you. There's so many times when we, or running here, running there, getting out of a car, going here. And then, and then you realize I, I, I could have either helped that person or I could have done this or done that. And then we sit back like and reflect and they go, damn, man. You know <laughs> what I mean? We have to think about that. We have to think about minimizing those, those missed opportunities like that to say, all right, wow, I, I, I missed a chance because it takes effort. As you know, it takes an effort to try to make someone sp- smile for whatever reasons, but you, you have to be conscious of what you're doing. You know, for a lot of people, it comes naturally, which is beautiful. 
most people, I would, I would venture to say, uh, you have to think about something like that. But the more that you start seeing posts like yours, blogs like yours, messages like what you're talking about, it's, it's going to become a little more natural. Again, to your like original point of like when you started blogging and why did you turn more into the harmony? Why did you turn more into joy? Because you were writing about it. The more that people see your words, the more that these concepts and values in life are going to resonate with these people. And maybe, you know, they won't miss the next chance to make <laughs> someone smile, right? I think really what it comes down to is you said be conscious of it is just paying attention. Yeah to strangers, to, to notice opportunities, but even to the people that are closest to us, I think sometimes we miss the most chances there because they become so familiar that we stop paying attention and we just think, well, I know them. I know what they need. I know what they like. I know what they want, but that might not be true today. (laughs) You know, maybe it's like with my children, when they come home from school, I don't know what they've just been through at school that day. Yeah. And if I'm not paying attention, they may not come to me that my kids are pretty good about coming to me to talk, but sometimes when people are hurting, they draw inward. Yeah. And if you aren't real in tune and paying attention, you'll miss that. And you just won't even realize that they need that extra hug or they need that extra word of comfort in their life. So, and like you mentioned too, especially the children too, kids, kids nowadays are subject to so much and I've been learning so much more since I've been, um, I worked during the days as a, as a paraprofessional now, uh, as like a teacher's aide, and I work with um, specific children, some um, autistic kids, and general wow. education as well, too. Yeah, um, and um, you like see that these kids, especially because this whole bullying thing nowadays, man, is like off the charts. It was net, well, obviously, because there's so much more opportunity for like mm-hmm. kids to do things. They tweet things, they put on instant messages and direct messages. And it's, it's so sad. And, and honestly, Laura, it pisses me the hell off. You know what I mean? Like I, if there's one thing I always hated was a bully, especially mm-hmm. like when I was a kid, um, I was blessed. I, I have an older brother who was only two years older than me and he always had my back. So I was never bullied or anything like that. Cause he would kill him. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I was a tough dude. He still is a tough guy. Um, <laughs> Your champion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but like for the, it's, it's sad. It's sad to see that. So yeah, pay attention, especially to your uh, children out there, to the kids, because they might be holding back with something and, and, and you don't want that nowadays. Well, and to your point also, as you mentioned, bullying, it takes so little to make someone smile. Really? Yeah. Think about it. It also takes so little to steal that joy right out of somebody's life. You can do yeah. it just that fast because oh. all of us kids, adults, we're very insecure. Oh, <laughs> Human yeah. beings are very insecure. The sensitivity meter very, on, yes. on like on our lives today is like so sky high. Everyone is so sensitive. We really yeah. are. And just that little brusque comment that we didn't realize we were having such an impact can really rock somebody's energy for the day as well. So being cautious about how we present to other people. is yeah. really No, I hear it. That's beautiful. I want to jump into another one here. Okay. And I keep uh, staring at it too. <laughs> for a, 
few reasons musically and also it it was a name of a band that i used to play with when i was young breathe into the rhythm of life yeah that that one is based on i've i've recently become pretty enamored with meditation okay and with breath work good and just the the rhythm of the breathing is a foundation for so many things when we learn mm -hmm. to understand how critical that rhythm of that breathing is and that it happens so subconsciously but we can also consciously affect it i feel like that's a framework for looking at a lot of other things in our life outside mm -hmm. of our physical bodies also mm -hmm. and I have been allowing myself recently to become so busy that a lot of things were getting missed. And that's kind of where I was going with that, that sometimes you must exhale in order to be able to inhale again. And sometimes we have to be willing to give up certain things. You know, life brings us so many opportunities and, and maybe all of them are good. Mm. Maybe they're all interesting. They're all important. They're all these things, but, but we're finite beings with finite amounts of time and energy and spiritual resources to give. Mm -hmm. And if we don't ever exhale because we're trying to hang on to just everything, we can't take another breath. Yeah. And maybe that next breath is the one we need the most. Well, well, well said. Um, I like to, tie that into the word flow you know because to me you know like when i hear the rhythm of life everything here everything that we do embodies a flowing nature the moon the tides the winds uh, the cycles of life everything everything is constantly flowing and we don't we don't latch on to that flow. Everything that we do generally is the butt against that. We don't go with the flow. Um, my uh, guru, Dr. Wayne Dyer, said decades ago, he said, there's a reason why the song went, row, row, row your boat gently down the stream. <laughs> merrily, merrily, life is but a dream. He said, because that's, that's what we're supposed to do. And that's how easy it's supposed to do. We're supposed to flow with life. You know, we're supposed to allow it to come to us and flow through us the same way the seasons are changing. Now, everything is on this natural rhythm, this natural rhythm of life, this natural breath. It's all ties into what you said too. your breath work is so, so vitally important. What is it? It's a con it's in and it's an exhale. It's an enhanced and that's a rhythm. It's a rhythm. Your heartbeat, rhythm, everything is a rhythm of life. But uh, that's and why, like, I like, love that uh, content. You know, I'm sorry. We, usually when we get stuck in our life, it's it's coming from us that we're trying to either stop something that's coming that we're afraid Correct. of, hang on to something that we like that we don't want to lose. Yeah. And learning to release and yeah. let go and let it flow, let it happen as it's meant to happen in our lives. Yeah. It, it's very difficult, actually. It is. Oh, it, oh, it is. Yeah. You know, it's not an e Well, it becomes easier. It's actually, yeah. truly the easiest way to live if we can truly learn if to, you can to do it. How to embrace it, too. And there's so many uh, sayings over the years, like the one that's coming to mind right now is uh, 
let go and let God, you yes. know, that's, that's the same essence of what we're speaking about here. When you, when you come to the point that, okay, I know I have, I have a senior partner, if you may, I have a higher source, uh, Laura, I don't, I don't like to say that it's any specific one. I use God in my books because to me, that's still the most identifiable, but you can call it spirit, soul, entity, higher source, higher awareness, higher consciousness. It's, it all means the same thing. But when we come to that, that like realization that we emanate from that and that where as much of that is this computer, everything, the ground, the trees, everything is all tied and all universally connected. That's, to, that's what oneness is. But when, when we get that and then understand that, all right, we're not alone. It's going to be okay. Allow life to breathe into you, to use your words. Allow that rhythm of life to breathe itself into you. That's when we notice life starts to flow more. Because how many times have you noticed, Lauren, when things, it happens to everyone, but like if there's that time, maybe a couple of days, maybe a week, when things start going really haywire and unless you find yourself to slow it down and breathe, what happens? It starts going like this, right? Mm-hmm. It starts, and then you see something else go wrong. That's not by accident. There are no accidents in a perfect universe. So your energy, because you're bucking against the system, whatever you want to call it, you're pushing yourself further and further away from breathing in that rhythm of life. And that's what we don't have a handle on. And I'll be the first to say, I'm still working on it. Because- you work on it your whole life. You I have don't to be. There's a, ever an end to this journey toward trying to find that peace and trying to find that spiritual connection. If you ever think you're done, that's probably the beginning of the next series of problems because yeah. <laughs> that means you're not going to keep focusing and keep trying. Yeah. It, it's a lifetime pursuit. And, and I think it's really important. This is something that I'm still trying to really learn to not beat myself up when yeah. I get off track. Yeah. Because wow. I'll do that. I'll think, well, I would do the same thing too, Laura. I hear you. you no, know, you teach people about this. What's wrong with you? You know, we, we can get ourselves to where we're really being very hard on ourselves for being human. Oh, <laughs> we're human beings and we <laughs> are not perfect beings. We're never going to be. And that's okay. I'm just laughing because you just made <laughs> me think of something. How my brother called me out over the stupidest thing a few years ago. <laughs> watching, you know, cause I'm a fan of the giants in the NFL. Cause obviously like I'm here in New Jersey. So like I got my brother who lives out in Seattle, right. He happened to be like on the phone with me. We're actually FaceTiming. It's a Sunday afternoon, which we do often. We'll FaceTime as we're watching games together and stuff like that. So I'm getting really pissed off. Like at Eli Manning throwing stupid <laughs> passes. I'm like, you suck Eli. You piece of shit. I'm going off like that. And I'm cursing. So my brother after a while, he goes, yo, Where's the fucking oneness now, man? (laughs) Just like that. Where's the oneness now, man? You know? And I'm like, yeah. So to your point, that's what happens. But he just totally called me out on that. And I was just like, yeah, all right, all right, all right. But to your point. You know, it's it's funny because people will say that to me sometimes. You know, you talk about joy. Do you ever cry? Yes, of course I do. Do you ever get mad? Of course I do. 
it's just, I think the more you focus on it, it doesn't prevent you from very human tendencies <laughs> or very human responses no, no, no. to things. Yeah. I think it just resets your default mode inside to where you can come back faster. Yeah. You can snap out of it faster and not let it take you down completely. Exactly. Which if I'm, if I'm getting good at, at anything, it's that turnaround time. Like with me, honestly, um, it's, it, it's like a matter of seconds to a couple of minutes before I'm like, Oh, that, that's not me. But still I allow my being to get taken over. Like just how I mentioned about some of the stuff on the news, the giants still suck. Just, <laughs> all right, so, helped, right? <laughs> you can't help responding to that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, damn. Another year of, you know, mediocrity <laughs> at its best. What's going on guys. But that's a whole nother conversation. Well, and I think we wouldn't be very interesting people if we were, what do I want to say? Mono emotional. Like if we oh, didn't. Oh yeah. 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 Emotions, you well, know, and, and so joy Laura, isn't about never feeling that's the blessing of us being here is, uh, you know, like not to go into a, like a oneness whole, uh, <laughs> podcast episode here, but like, I like to explain it when my guests hear these kind of topics and they know that that's why we're here because we come from oneness where there is no duality or contrast. There is no happy and sad, you know, angry and joyful. There's only oneness. That's why we're here to experience what we are not. So we have to live through these things, but that's part of it. That's why we have the ego. That's why the ego is our nemesis because it's pushing us further and further away from oneness. That's why I get mad. And every time you learn a little bit more, yeah, a little bit yeah. more knowledge, yeah. a little closer to where yeah. you're trying to be. So it's worth something, <laughs> even when you're mad at the giants. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I want to touch on one more that may be a, a, a combination because um, I'm looking at soar at your highest and best, which kind of probably leads right into, or maybe might be prefaced by follow your joy. How would you put them like in order of succession? Would you say follow your joy, which will lead you to soar at your highest and best potentially, or, you know, I I think they're circular. They, yeah, they right. Off of one another, the highest and best. It comes from my time as a realtor, and your wife probably knows about this if she's in the real estate business as yes. a designer. There's a concept called highest and best use when evaluating a property, trying to determine, and and sometimes it's very very obvious a certain property is definitely residential or definitely commercial, mm -hmm. but sometimes there's a property that could be either or. And it becomes very important in valuing the property for the appraiser to determine the highest and best use. What's the oh, best gotcha. value that that property can have? Is it mm -hmm. residential? Is it commercial? Is it agricultural? And so as a realtor, of course, that concept stuck with me, but I was thinking about my own life and all of the activities that I was engaging in and trying to determine for myself as a person, as a soul, as a mom, as a human, what my highest and best use was. Yeah. And that's quite a, a deep concept to really start to evaluate for yourself. Mm. And are the things that I'm doing living into my highest and best use? How can God best use me? How 
can the things that I've been through best help somebody else? Yeah. How can and a I lot of people, Laura, don't themselves? know that, don't know how to even like address that if they've even considered it at all. Okay. What is my best purpose? What is my highest and best resource? Right. Mm-hmm. And it's hard. I mean, that's, that's hard. some hard work to dig deep and look at a lot of the activities that you're doing and realize that maybe, yeah. maybe not, and maybe yeah. you need to make some changes. Well, I always say, you know, just follow, follow your intuition, follow what inspires you because obviously you know what it feels like when you're blogging about, about joy, felicity. Um, I'm, I'm sure everything just flows, which is, which, which is inspiration in its purest form. In, in like, if you take the word, like, um, it, it, like inspire, like inspiration, inspire, what it means is like in spirit, right? You're in spirit at that moment. Um, and, and that's what I always tell my friends, just f- listen to your heart, listen Absolutely. to your gut, follow your intuition, because you'll never be steered wrong, but that's how you're going to find a calling if that's what you're looking for. Absolutely. And, uh, and eventually everyone will, you know, hear a voice. If you want to say they'll, they'll, they'll feel or hear something which will lead them. Right. Exactly. I, I think the world is full of distractions, other people's opinions. Yeah, it's a great point. Great point. There's all kinds of things that will try and tell us who we ought to be and what we ought to do, what we ought to like, what we ought to pursue, but your joy. And I don't mean temporary pleasures, although that can be part of it, but I don't mean that. I mean, deep inner yeah. spiritual joy yeah. tells the truth. So you know what things bring you into that flow, like you said. You know yeah. what things make your heart feel at peace and make you feel centered. Yeah. And I would only act on those on those instances. Exactly. And I think when you're following that, you're going to be on the path yeah. toward doing all the things that you're meant to do in this life. Yeah. That would be the that would be the ideal way for people. And if you're not feeling any, any form of inspiration per se, you know, don't, don't struggle with that. Don't say, why am I just, again, getting back to the rhythm of life, getting back to breathing, just allow, just be, I would say, you know what I mean? Don't, don't do life. We're not human doings. We're human beings. Just be, allow yourself to be. And when you just flow through your life, you get used to being on your own. If, if, if that's the case or within your own, mindfulness, just let it happen. And that's when you feel things. That's when you notice things, when you, when you become more receptive, receptive, I should say, and aware. And for those that aren't, like you said, aren't feeling any of that in their life. I I have people ask me, where do I start? What do I do? (laughs) And I say, you start anywhere, start literally anywhere. Just start thinking, what did I used to like to do? Yeah. What did, and that may or may not be the answer, but it can start your mind and your heart going, get outside in nature, start trying things, sign up for some class, do whatever you need to do to start. But with that mindset of, is this resonating with me? Is this feeling right to me? Is there a community here that I can share with and grow with? Just start anywhere. (laughs) And if (laughs) it does, yeah. And if it does resonate with you, you will be like you say in this other blog entry of yours, you will be following your joy and do more of that. Yeah. When something draws you follow, follow it and do more of that thing. And it may not lead you where you think it's going to go. So it's, it's important not to put 
constraints on that and think, well, I enjoy this activity. So therefore I'm supposed to X, Y, Z, just start to follow and go where it leads you and try to have that flow. Like we talked about earlier to, to let that bring you along on the journey and show up for it. It's not a passive thing. When I say to get into the flow, it's actually a conscious decision and a choice Absolutely. to follow where that joy is leading you. Absolutely. Yeah. And be present and to show up for it and participate in it. (laughs) That, that is our biggest blessing, Laura, the fact that we get to choose, you know, I mean, uh, again, getting back to my guru, Dr. Wayne Dyer, he always said that there is no way to happiness. Happiness is the way you have to choose to be happy. You have to choose to be joyful. Yes. The choice. You know what I mean? You can, so you, you have to choose to you know, like to be, be one with your higher source and to, and to follow these intuitive callings because that's, that's how you're going to find that, that purpose Just stay receptive. I always say, because uh, the feelings that we have, when you get those intuitive feelings, we are energy and feelings are the language of the body. So when you get that, we are just beings of energy. So when you feel that, and that's why they say, follow your gut. Why do they say that? Because you actually feel it, right? Mm-hmm. It's an energy. You're, you, you, you feel something like, wow, like, why should I? Why? That's why. Well, and There's those gut instincts aren't coming from nowhere. I, you've probably read Blink by Malcolm Gladwell. No, I haven't, but I know oh, of you. I'd highly recommend it. He, he, he actually takes the concept of gut instinct and breaks it down and, and cites really? all kinds of, of I'm gonna get that, yeah. studies and things that show that about 80% of the time your gut instinct is right. So on a multiple yeah. choice test, for instance, your first response is 80% of the time, the correct one, because you're drawing on all of your subconscious. I think you're drawing on even a greater consciousness sometimes. Yeah, it's beyond you yourself, honestly, God, other people that have influenced you, you're drawing on all of that when you have this little nagging gut instinct to tell you to do something or maybe to stay away. It's not coming from nowhere. It's coming from so much more than you're maybe realizing at the moment. So it's important to follow those. No, it is. It definitely is. Um, It's all good, my friend. It's all good. But um Listen, if you do not mind, this is at the time of my episodes that I like to put my guests on what I call the proverbial spot. <laughs> so, uh, again, I want to, I would like to ask you a, a question. I ask every one of my guests this, and it's a simple question, only two words, and I'd like you to answer it any way that you see fit. If it is in one word, 10 words, 100 words, I don't care. The stage is yours. So what do you think? Are you, are you good for this? I'm game. I'm game. All right. Here's the question, Laura. Why oneness? Hmm. That's a big question. I think all of us deep inside us always have the question, why am I here? What is my purpose? Why was I born? What will happen when I die? What, what, why am I here? And I, I believe it is to pursue an understanding of oneness, the way that we fit into the greater 
whole. It's beautiful. The way that we connect. I think connection really is our greatest goal and the thing we're sent here to learn. Yeah. How to connect with other people, how to connect with God, how to connect with our own inner inner peace. So I think that's really oneness is really what it's all about. Wow. Beautifully said. Beautifully said, my friend Laura. So um do me a favor with that said. Um please tell my friends how to get in touch with all things Joy Felicity and all things <laughs> Laura Wakefield. Let me know because I will be sharing all of the information and sites on the description of this podcast and also on this here, what is going to be the YouTube version of it. It'll be coming up uh, across that. So please tell my friends where they can find you. I am on most social media platforms as Joy Felicity. So Twitter, Pinterest, Instagram, primarily, that's where I spend most of my time. Facebook, just look for Joy Felicity and you'll probably find me there. I will have a podcast launching semi soon. So stay tuned for that. But there'll be more news about that if you come visit me on Instagram and come say hi. <laughs> ah, that's wonderful. It's really me behind all the words there. And, and I will answer you if you message me. So. Cool, cool, cool. And again, my friends, please, like I said, I've, I've been inspired by Laura and also her whole concept and her, her moniker of, of joy felicity. So I'm sure that you guys will too. So with that said, Laura, I cannot thank you enough. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you uh, for being a guest here on that oneness guy podcast. Uh, I, I've been blessed to come across people like yourself. I appreciate your passion. Uh, I appreciate your insight and mostly your desire to share joy felicity to the world. So I appreciate that. And thank you. Thank you. My pleasure. Sure. Absolutely. My friend and uh, special thanks to you again, my friends for tuning in to this special episode. Again, like I said, I'm so, I'm so blessed to come across these people like Laura. And as long as you keep tuning in, I will keep finding these unique beacons of light and love as I like to call them. So stay in touch. And as you know, as always, um, I send you peace, love, light, and continued oneness. Namaste. The words that will comfort me I am I thank you again for listening to That Oneness Guy podcast. Please take a moment to subscribe to this feed wherever you may be listening to or watching this podcast. And please look me up and follow me on social media. You can find that oneness guy on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Just search for that oneness guy. And finally, to stay in touch with all things oneness, my books, and performances, please visit my websites, thatonenessguy.com and dannyrongo.com. In closing, remember this. Oneness is not a religion. You can call it a spirituality, but it is more than that. It is a truth and a knowing, the knowing that we emanate from one source. Just like branches on any one tree, we are individualized expressions of that source. This is the truth of our race, the human race. I I am one of many who have come to sing.